Wade, welcome back to 100.9 The Line, serving our community with information and news from both sides of the Mason-Dixon line. And we are practicing social distancing, so we're having our interviewees call in in, on the phone, and we are north of the Mason-Dixon line this morning. I've got Mr. Bill Kick from HRG on the line. Good morning, Bill. Morning, Rod. How are you today? I am awesome. Thanks for calling in. I hope you are well. The sun is shining, and you are going to work hard today from home. Tell me, Bill, HRG, what does that stand for, and what's the company? HRG is Herbert Roland and Grubick, and we are a full-service civil engineering firm founded in the 1960s. And um, we've got nine offices. We're just under 240 employees right now, and we are employee-owned. We're an ESOP, we're an employee stock ownership program company. Well, that's fantastic. And you've got nine offices, and uh, you're in a couple different states. Uh, is, is it PA, Ohio, and West Virginia? Where, where are you at? Yeah, yeah, that's that's correct. Predominantly Pennsylvania, but we have an office also in Ohio and one in Morgantown, West Virginia. Okay, and you're out of the Chambersburg office, of course. That's right. Yep, we've been here uh, just a little over two years now, mm-hmm. and um, everything's going great. We're happy to be part of the community. Um, we love the business community here, and really, uh, you know, the idea of bringing HRG to Chambersburg, at least my idea was, um, I had to go to Harrisburg to find the kind of opportunities and challenges and uh, colleagues that I found, and I would love to import that type of engineering consulting here to Chambersburg. So that's what we've done, and uh, of course, we're in, we've, we've been building that office up for the last couple of years, and boy, things things still look good, but they looked even better before a few months ago when everything got shut down. Yeah. Um, so we all have to we all have to wait and see how long this is going to last. It's, uh, getting opened up again and we're able to work more outside and we're able to be outside things are looking up for us now i feel for the businesses who can't do their their mm-hmm. day-to-day operations because of this mm-hmm. so bill tell me what projects in chambersburg right now local projects are you working on we uh, have projects for chambersburg borough which of course you know used to mm-hmm. the uh on the zoning uh Mm-hmm. The zoning board. Pla- planning, it, planning, it, planning, planning, and planning and zoning, correct. PNZ. Yeah, planning and zoning, yeah. So um, Chambersburg Borough is a client of ours, and uh, well, right now, just north of the square in Chambersburg, we have an infrastructure project going on, the storm sewer diversion project. Um, we are deep into the MS4 world, which is, uh, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of people are familiar with MS4 now. And uh, some exciting things on that front. We're trying to work through uh, Wilson College and Shippensburg University to get a collaborative water quality management project going to get data into the modeling that people are complaining about with MS4. Um, We're trying to get uh, some widespread sampling so that they can better inform their model and predict results and hopefully influence some policy in a good way. to make it better and less onerous, maybe for property owners. So mm-hmm. we're excited about that. But uh, transportation projects, if you're familiar with the uh, the intersection uh, north of Norland Avenue at the intersection of Grand Point and Parkwood Drive, mm-hmm. um, we have uh, traffic signal 
project going in there, one out at Walker and Kohler Road, which is where if you come off of Kohler Road and intersect with Walker, there's a really difficult turn to make there. Um, mm-hmm. that, that intersection needs signalized. We're going to do some intersection improvements to signalize that intersection. So um, a lot of infrastructure projects around, some smaller land development projects as well. But um, we're also doing some work, uh, trying to get some work in West Virginia, Maryland, and uh, push into those areas as well. All right, Bill, was you sound busy. How many employees are in your branch there in Chambersburg? Right now we have five. Okay. And you, you mentioned a couple signal projects. How about Mill Road and Route 11? Is there anything in the works with that yet? Uh, not not with us, no. Um, I'm, I'm not, not familiar with anything happening right there with, uh, with HRG right now. Okay. Uh, you said the borough, of course, they are a big client of yours. I, and uh, did you do much with the courthouse, or did that all start before you actually officially moved to Chambersburg? Well, the courthouse, everything associated with the courthouse is happening in the borough. So we are we are involved in that as a, as a, the review engineer. And Dennis E. Black uh, Incorporated did all the work pretty much for the civil site design for the courthouse. The infrastructure project that I mentioned just north of the square is actually related to the courthouse. That's mm-hmm. an improvement so uh, we can ensure that the court has an adequate, adequate place to put their drainage uh, when that facility is completed. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Bill, I want to ask you, I know you you guys have different design categories in your company, and lands, yeah. landscape, super pools, that kind of stuff. Uh, of course, you just mentioned your community planner, but how about this landscape and super pools? Is that in your wheelhouse? Super pools. Now, that's a term I'm not familiar with, Rod. What is that? <laughs> well, you know, I'm a big HGTV, a DIY, that kind of network yeah. watcher, and they do these super pools. I mean, I know I saw you guys landscape. There's a Luke's uh, super Luke's design. They do these big uh, stone things. And I mean, oh, they're Are you talking about like a you talking about like a swimming pool? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. Uh, I mean, we 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 have we employ landscape architects. But okay. they're generally looking at landscape plans for campus-wide projects, parks, um, you know, any kind of any kind of civil site design that would require landscape, and that would be either the okay. plants or the hardscape. Um, and you know, those those guys actually do um, some engineering work as well. Okay. But no, nothing that. I mean, we don't we don't have our clients are all uh, you know primarily they're they're real estate developers they're municipal authorities they're municipalities they're water wastewater authorities um, they're transportation entities so uh, really not many people listening right now could walk into our office and find out that we do something that that they would want I got you um, well that's uh, I got you. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was going to do this two hundred thousand dollar pool, and I wanted to try and give you some business, but I guess I'm out of luck. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm kidding, of course. I, I couldn't spend two thousand dollars on a pool, let alone all those zeros <laughs> after it. Hey, with seven forty three in the morning, we're going to bounce out for a quick word from our sponsors. I've got Mr. Bill Kick on the line. He'll be right back with us. This is one hundred point nine, the line. Welcome back to one hundred point nine, the line, serving our community with information and news from both sides of the Mason-Dixon line. And I am north of the Mason-Dixon line this morning. I've got Mr. Bill Kick on the line with HRG, and they provide civil engineering, surveying, environmental services. And, Bill, we're having a nice discussion here. I wanted to ask you about solar projects. Tell me about solar projects. That seems like a big thing these days. 
It is a big thing. Uh, yeah, there's a big push for people who generate power to produce sustainable, renewable sources of energy. So there are a lot of people uh, trying to cite solar projects, which are in some cases built by the power companies themselves, or there's some cases built by speculators who know that they could develop these sites and sell them. So you know, next to uh, logistics, the, the warehousing industry, that's one of the biggest uh, markets right now. We get a lot of calls from people looking for property for solar solar mm-hmm. fields, uh, and um, yeah, we've been we've been doing a lot of. We have some very significant ones. Uh, one up near State College that is uh, just about ready to kick off, which is over a thousand acres. Jeez. And um, it still baffles me. You know, we're in Pennsylvania. Uh, we, I always say. We have, we have the second highest retirement population in the country after Florida. But mm-hmm. people don't come here because of the weather. Our weather stinks. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> and, yet, and yet Pennsylvania is being targeted to build solar arrays. And um, I don't know. People are doing it, and apparently it's profitable. Wow. It just uh, That does baffle my mind as well. Thanks for that information. When I think of solar energy, I think of stuff that that costs a whole lot of money and it doesn't pay for itself. I mean, I've done some analysis on it. I know my son looked into Dorney's house. And when we do the numbers, it, it, they don't add up. So I guess it's just the theory that you're doing something for those that come after us. Is that the main thrust here? You know, I honestly don't know how, the, for, for example, the speculators, the guys who go out and they try to find a power company that they can sell to and they go and develop it. I don't know how those guys make their money. I think there are subsidies that go into the power companies that make it economical, economical for them. But the, the guys who are actually doing the development, they've got a they've got a calculation that they do. And in the end, it says they can they can make some money on it. And apparently they do. But hmm. I agree. I, it, it does seem uh, terribly expensive, and it doesn't always make sense to me. Okay. Well, we're in a pretty windy uh, area, not like Ocean City, for instance, but they've got these windmills that they're putting out there, I don't know, 17 miles offshore. There's a big hubba-la-bubba-la about the windmills and the sites and all that jazz. Do, you, do any wind projects? No, no. <laughs> you know, there's, if you've driven over the turnpike and you get around Somerset, you see some... Uh, Wind turbines there, right next, right near the, right when you get near the rest area, um, going towards Somerset, you, you see them up there. But I've understand, I understand those have always been a losing proposition in Pennsylvania. So no, I don't see yeah. any wind turbine projects at all. Okay, well, like you said, a lot of these are subsidized, whether it be solar or wind. The government's got to spend their money somewhere, you know, and uh, they're good at spending money as we got a $25 trillion trillion deficit. Uh, Let me ask you, Bill, I want to jump into this. You're employee-owned in your nationally ranked design firm. So you you guys know what you're doing, 240 employees, and you're employee-owned. Could you tell me the difference, uh, how that works between employee-owned versus maybe your traditionally-owned company? Yeah, so employee-owned means we, we have an employee stock ownership program. And the way that works is when you uh, are hired at HRG, you begin in year one receiving shares in the company. And those shares increase as you acquire years with the company. And when you retire, those shares have to be purchased back from you. So it's basically a retirement supplement. But the interesting thing is, what it does to the culture of the company. 
people recognize that when the company does well, their retirement savings does well also. Mm -hmm. So they become invested in it. They, they see that it's not just a paycheck they're getting. It's the health of the company that increases the value of the shares, which is, a, which are in they're evaluated independently every year. There are professional independent stock valuators that we hire and they come in and they evaluate that stock. And we have an announcement on the value of that stock every year after that valuation occurs. So the people see that the time and energy and investment they put into the company results in a tangible asset to them when it comes time to retire. Now, that's in addition to a 401k plan, which we also have. But the employee stock ownership program is retirement benefit, but it really gets the employees invested in the company. Mm -hmm. We call it employee owners because they are owners in the company as well. Mm. Wow. And how long have you been there, Bill? I've been there. Uh, I will, will have been there five years in June. Okay, five years in June. I've got to ask you this because I've heard about the employee-owned operations. We actually looked into it maybe 20 years ago there with uh, yeah. John Johnny's Restaurant and Hotel Service. It seemed, it seemed kind of costly, and I know there's some benefits, but do you get any kind of micromanagers between other employees? Like I, I might be a guy that likes to work 16 hours a day uh, Monday through Friday, and, and you might be a guy that likes to work eight hours a day Monday through Friday, and I don't see you working as hard as I am, and I come up at you and say, hey, yeah, pick it up, Bill. We're working for our stock here. Come on. I mean, <laughs> what, did, did you run into anything like that or, or not? Am I crazy? Well, well, actually, everything we do uh, relative to, you know, our, our entire um, operation assumes that employees are working a 40-hour week. Now, overtime can be granted, but it has to be approved, and it's usually when we need to meet a deadline. And then you typically have more than one person that's working uh, overtime in a week. Now, people at the management level, people who are salaried, you know, we, we – probably work more than 40 hours a week but i honestly rod i don't ever look over my shoulder and think hey that guy's not carrying his weight um so no we don't get into situations like that that i'm aware of um and typically the people who are are doing the job they stick around and the ones who aren't tend to tend to filter out one way or another all right huh well did you have a background in civil engineering bill in surveying or what, what is your uh, well, expertise yeah, so I'm 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 a graduate, uh, civil engineering, bachelor of science, civil engineering. I concentrated in structures, but ever since I started working, I've been after the first three and a half or four years, I've been doing uh, civil uh, site design, environmental engineering, municipal engineering, land development. So I'm I've got just over 20 years experience in uh, in civil engineering. Oh, um, cool. Practicing, and that's, that's what I that's what my degree is in. Oh, well, good for you, Bill. Well, I like land development. I've always thought I'd like to do some land development, but I don't know tiddly squat about land development, so I'm going to let that for the professionals such as yourself. Well, I'll tell you what, Bill. I've learned a lot this morning about HRG, and we are going to have to roll out of here. I appreciate your time. I've been with Bill Kick. He's with Hubert, Roland, and Grubeck here in Chambersburg. They've got nine different locations serving three states, Pennsylvania, High, and West Virginia. A big thanks to Bill for educating us this morning. Employee-owned company. I learned a lot about employee ownership. Bill, thanks so much, and have a great day. Thanks, Rod. All right. Well, this is 100.9 The Line.